So glad you're here. And church days do affect the rest of our days. Uh, we're going to wrap up a series this morning entitled More Than a Book. Do you believe God's word is more than a book? Well, in case you didn't know, it's more than a book. And we've spent about seven weeks establishing a number of things about that. And uh, we're going to wrap that up, so to speak, this morning. There's no way to do a final wrap on that. So what we'll do is just change series, change the, uh, the title, and just keep going. But <laughs> Actually, next week I'm going to start a series. I'm very excited about this. I've been working on this for a good while. And um, I believe it's going to be a very helpful, liberating, very concise I want to get as precise as I can with this so that we rightly divide the word. But I'm going to begin a series next week called Spirit. And then I have three bullet points on that. God, helper, friend. You need to know that the Holy Spirit is in fact, he's part of the Godhead. And that he's the helper. And that he is your friend. And uh, we're going to look at um, probably be the most precise teaching I think that we will have had you know, for our body. Especially on a Sunday morning regarding the Holy Spirit and what, what, what He comes to do in our life and our services. And so um, it's going to be a wonderful time, and you're going to be here for it. Yeah. Amen. Now, let me go ahead and, and remind you, too, because we just started May. Can you believe that? We just started May. So summer's, summer's on us, okay? Summer's coming. And this is what we do, okay? You just need to know this. If, if you're in town and there's church, you come to church. Now, if you're at Niagara Falls or Disney World or whatever else you're doing, uh, you know, and you're out, I believe in taking a break. I'm going to take a little break as well at some point this summer, and I won't ever tell you when I'm going to take that break either, okay? Because um, you take extra breaks at that point, and don't, don't do that. So, Cats away, the mice. Well, anyway. Um, but if you get a vacation, take that vacation. But listen, we're believing God. We are going to put everything into every service. We don't hold back. I know some services, they kind of go into reruns for the summer. We don't, we're not doing reruns. We're full speed ahead. We believe that the kingdom is full speed ahead. We believe that God wants to help people all summer long. And, he, and, and I believe you need to glorify him all summer long and learn all summer long. So uh, around here, we believe in something called summer jump. A lot of people believe for summer slump. I hate slumping anything, okay? And so uh, summer jump. For, for God, for you, and for Meadowbrook Church, okay? So go ahead and get that in your thinking. Go, turn to your neighbor and tell him he means it too. Tell, tell, tell All right. All right. Well, we've talked about much in this series, and there's no way for me to go back and uh, review all of that. That's why we have podcasts and archives and CDs and Echo, the notes and all of those things. But uh, regarding the Word of God being more than a book, it's important that you don't just carry it around with you or keep it on a coffee table, but somehow you get the life-giving truths and life-changing truths of the Word down into your life. It's spreading. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Good. It's spreading. So we're trying to show you some ways to really... Uh, dive in and do this. And I, I've given this a couple of times during this series on so more than a book. Here's how we get it in us. And it's RPM. Help me out. The R stands for read, ponder, memorize. Y'all are awesome. Because a couple of weeks ago, y'all were still doing pimentos, marshmallows. Okay. And so we've got to now read and you ponder and you memorize. 
And we looked at this last week and a couple weeks prior to that and kind of gave you a way uh, to go about reading, suggested some books for you. I've already had a number of people tell me how helpful those books are to them, kind of gave you a roadmap of how to start to read the Word. But we want to go ahead and today we're going to look at how to ponder and how to memorize Scripture. And some of you say, well, I can't ponder and I certainly can't memorize. Hush it up. Yes, you can and you do it all the time. You do it all the time. And so we're going to show you some great ways and the impact of, of doing and applying these things so that we can get the word of God on the inside of us. In Proverbs 2, 1, it says, My son or my daughter, if you receive my words and treasure my commands, where? Within you. Within you. So you've got to receive them and you've got to treasure them. And by treasure, it means this, that it means so much to you, you value it so much, you treasure it, you hide it, is another word. You hide it, you put it in the most special place that you can. And so receive his words, treasure his commands within you. Proverbs 4, 4 says, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words. So we get it on the inside, retain my words, keep my commands and live. This is going to have a, a lasting impact on us. So again, our goal is to get the truths of the Word of God, not just up here, but to get them into us. And I'll share some things with you about that uh, as we go along here today. But this is super, super vital, so I trust you'll get all of this today. Let's go ahead and talk about the first one here, ponder. Ponder. Everybody just go ahead and say ponder. Ponder means a number of things, in case you're wondering. It means to weigh means to think deeply, to meditate, to muse, to reflect. It, it also carries the idea to mutter. And that's just kind of like you're going over it with, your, with yourself. In uh, the Gospels, we find Jesus, uh, Mary, rather, the mother of Jesus. All kinds of things happen to her. I mean, angel shows up. She's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. She doesn't even understand that. And then... She uh, has the baby in a manger, and I mean, there's a big old star in the sky. There's a heavenly choir singing. There's wise men coming. There's uh, shepherds coming. There's Christmas trees everywhere. There's a parade. <laughs> all this stuff going on, and Scripture says that Mary did this. She, she looked at all these things, and she treasured them and pondered them in her heart. So... Later on, things would even mean more to her, but she's just watching it all happen, and she treasured it, and she pondered it in her heart. And really, this pondering, this weighing, this taking time to think about things is becoming a lost art. And I want to get the people of God back to where we're a thinking people. That we're people who will ponder on things and weigh things and, and, and meter that out and consider it and reflect upon it because so much can be gained from that. Part of this has happened because of just the pace of life. And not just the pace of our culture and our society, but, but then the, the decay, the literal destruction of linear thinking. You know, and by linear thinking is that you can continue to think on something down the line and put some things together. And that's largely been destroyed by television. 
Because you watch, and then there's a commercial, another commercial, another commercial, and now back to our program. You know, and, and so we can only think you know, in, these, in these bite-sized chunks. And so that decays. It destroys our, our linear thinking. It messes up concentration, where a lot of people have a hard time concentrating. And one of the reasons people have a hard time concentrating is because they don't work on concentrating. We never sit still enough, and we surround ourselves with so many things that we've learned to be distracted, and we can learn to concentrate. Now, here's part of the reason. We live in such a quick culture. Everything is so quick. And then we, uh, everything is sound bites, and everything is abbreviated and cliff notes. And then we communicate with one another with 140 characters. You know, we tweet at one another. So no wonder we have this lack of depth, this lack of focus, and a lack of conviction. And hear me, people, that if we will take the truths of God and learn to ponder on them, we can get clarity, we can get focus, and you know what? We'll have some real conviction about something. We'll be spot on and solid about what we believe and what we think. And, and this process will help you here. Most people are just like, okay, okay, okay. And you change the channel and somebody tells you this, okay. And you change the next channel, okay. And we just go along with what anybody says. And we need to stop and think and sort this thing out with God, the light of God's word and the Holy Spirit helping us. And, and all the things that he, and, and people that he puts in our life to help us to get some clarity, some truth some depth, and some conviction. And it's vital for us. Concentration is a learned skill, but don't make it too hard. Don't make it too hard. It's a learned skill. You can learn it, and it actually becomes a power. It becomes a force. Have you heard of the force of concentration, the power of concentration? And what you do is you have to take your time. You just have to take your time with this and it, and it will help you and then over time you do it. And if you just take your time and think about something, make yourself think a little bit, it'd be amazing what will happen to you. Yesterday, um, my grandson came over, rode his bike. No, it's dad, Brian. And uh, he'll be two in June. And uh, he came over yesterday and he swam a little bit and he hung out. And here's a picture of he and I eating popcorn on the couch. He sat on me and he fed me some. He took some of mine. We fed each other. We just fed ourselves and had a good time with him. But every time he comes over, he loves cars. Cause. He loves them. And we have a, a case, a carrying case about that big. I don't know. probably holds 50 cars. And it's little matchbox cars, hot wheels that both, uh, you know, his dad and his uncles have had through the years. There's even some of mine in there from, from last century, you know, that are, that are in there. And he knows right where that case is, and he comes in all business, and he gets that thing, and he opens it up. Now, and I want you to follow me on this. And he takes those cars out. Or he just doesn't dump them all out. He takes them out one at a time, and he goes, oh, cool car. And puts it down and picks up the next one. Oh, cool car. Car after car after car. He loves them. And you know what? You and I need to... (laughs) 
You with me? And if you work hard on that, I'll come let you sit on my belly and eat popcorn. Okay? Well, some of you maybe not, but... Don't make it hard. Don't make it hard. If you'll just take the time and ponder, reflect, weigh it out. It's going to be amazing what you see and what you begin to discover. Listen to this principle. Your heart cannot be in what your mind is not on. Your heart cannot be in what your mind is not on. And you're... In the same regard, you're not going to be able to get things in your heart that you won't take the time to think about. So what we have to learn to do is put our mind on something and keep our mind on something. You know, Isaiah 26.3 says, He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Him. And we've got to learn to do this, to put our mind on something and to keep our mind on something And if we'll learn to put our mind on something, you know what will happen? We'll be able to put our heart into that something and put something into our heart as well. And when we do this, when our mind, follow, follow me carefully on this, when our mind and our heart then will work together, it creates, it allows an opening now for God to work and God to actually put something in our hearts. In 2 Timothy 2, 7, watch this carefully. It says, consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. If you leave that up just for a moment, consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Everybody look at that first word, consider. Say it, consider. In the Greek, it means this, to exercise the mind. To exercise the mind. So I'm considering something. My mind is very much involved in this. It says, consider what I say, and may the Lord, watch his involvement now, give you understanding in all things. The word understanding is the Greek word synesis, and it means a mental putting together. So the Lord will help you to put things together if you will just exercise your mind on something. Here's where your heart and your mind are working together. You create an opening. You allow God now to work and bring things together for you. Are y'all with me? I'm telling you that as you begin to do this, lights are going to start to come on on the inside. You're going to see things. You're going to know things because as you get the word of God, yes, into your mind, but also now into your heart, the Lord will give you understanding. If you will exercise your mind, if you'll ponder scripture, you find these verses and you ponder that the Lord will come along and give you understanding. He'll help to put it together and put it down into your heart. That is a powerful thing. Now, the scripture tells us, consider Uh, think about over and over and over. Just the word consider tells us to consider creation and the works of God's hands. It tells us to consider the ants. There's a lazy guy in Proverbs, Proverbs 6, a lazy guy laying face down in a hammock. And the Lord's saying, hey, sluggard, consider the ants. Look Look at these. We can learn from what we consider. Haggai, the prophet, told us to consider your ways. Jesus told us in the Beatitudes, consider the lilies of the field, consider the birds of the air. It's all over the place, the idea of pondering. Pondering, again, includes thinking deeply 
And it also includes this idea that you would meditate on something. And again, do not make this too hard. It's just that you stay with it for a while. You're thinking on it. You're talking about it. You're weighing it. You're reflecting it. And something incredible is going to happen. Watch this in Joshua 1.8. It says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, everybody say for then. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Listen to it in the Message Bible. And don't for a minute let this book of the Revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then You'll succeed. And listen, I, I, I resist the notion that everybody's going to be a millionaire. Okay? But I do believe, just think about this. Just think about the Bible cover to cover. Just think about what he has promised. Just think about this a little bit. If God is with a person, the creator God is almighty, all wise, all knowing, everywhere present at help. At once, he can help you with anything. Nothing is difficult for him. Nothing is impossible for him. If he's with you and in you and walking with you, don't you think that would make a difference in what you put your hand to do? Don't you think you could succeed in life? This is not some success seminar. This is part and parcel of the gospel. That God would help your family. He would help your business. He would help you wherever you would go. Wherever your foot shall trot. Whatever you would put your hand to do. But it's not just because I love Jesus. Good. But it's when you start to get the word on the inside of you. He said when you do this and you make it your attention. And you observe it in such a way so that I want to make sure I know what it is so that I can know how to do it. He said, you're going to make your way prosperous. You will have success in your life. It just makes sense to me. If God Almighty is with a person, that person's going to do all right. I didn't say you wouldn't have challenges, but thank God we've got God with us in our challenges. Let me read you another verse. Psalm 1. Verse 1 through 3, blessed is the man. Go ahead, go ahead. Say, that's me. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. None of those things will bless you, but here's what will. But his delight is in the law of the Lord more than a book. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does, say it, whatever he does. And whatever he does shall prosper. I think when you lie down to sleep at night, you should prosper. You should succeed at that thing. I mean, if God is with you, what difference does it make who's against you? And if you'll get the word in you, and you do it by pondering, you do it by pondering. Ponder, ponder, study, meditate, get it in your mind, get it in your heart, exercise your mind. God will give you understanding. It will get down on the inside of you. Amen. Let me go ahead and let's talk about memorize. Oh, I can't memorize. If you said that, and that's your second time to this building, you just told me a lie. Because you knew how to get here again. 
How many of you know where your favorite snacks are in, in the shelves of your local grocery store? And husbands, I can't remember anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you go with your wife to the store and you go, okay, I'm going to wander over here. And you know exactly where you're going. I'm sorry, I digress. Psalm 119, verse 9 through 11. How can a young man cleanse his way? An old man too. By taking heed according to your word, because it's more than a book. With your whole heart I have sought you. Well, let me not wander from your commandments. Watch this. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. He's hidden it in his heart. He so valued it that he put it somewhere incredible, the best place. And we've got to so value God's word that we put it in our heart. Pondering is going to help us to do this. So is memorization. Um, Dallas Willard, he's an author, speaker, theologian. He's a professor of philosophy at USC. Uh, I read a lot of his stuff. I used a lot of his um, references for reference work during our in-training series because he really today is probably one of the most contemporary voices on spiritual disciplines and spiritual formation. And I appreciate what he has to say on those things. Here's what he says about memorization. He says, Bible memorization is absolutely fundamental to spiritual discipline, spiritual formation, rather. If I had to choose, watch this, if I had to choose between all the disciplines of the spiritual life, I would choose Bible memorization because it is a fundamental way of filling our minds with what it needs. This book of the law should not depart out of your mouth. That's where you need it. How do you get it in your mouth? Memorize it. Memorize it. So I want to look at how to memorize. And before we memorize, let me throw this your way too. It's not just about memorizing. It's about learning it by heart. Learning it by heart. I think that gives us a little bit of a different approach. And before you're going to memorize something, you'd better have a reason for that. There needs to be a compelling reason of why you would want to memorize. You've got to have a very compelling reason of why I would even want to put this in my mind and into my heart. There has to be a reason. And we do this all the time. You know, if you call a place of business and you get their phone menu... Thank you for calling our business. If you would like to speak to the receptionist, press 1 now. If you're calling for customer service, press 2. If you're calling for blah, 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 press 3. If you're a so-and-so, press 4. And they go through that. And I don't know about you, but when I call that way, you know, and and they go, if you'd like to speak to the receptionist, I do, okay, that, that might be it. And they go, or... Press two. No, it's two. It's two. It's two. It's two. <laughs> three. It's not three. It's three. Four. Four. It's four. <laughs> and what are you doing? You're listening carefully to all of those things, and you're memorizing. Yes. You're sorting through, and you're, and you're memorizing these things. And then if, you know, I've told you before, if I said there's a locker at the train station, it's got $10 billion of gold bars there. Here's the combination. Guess what? You're going to learn it. I said you're going to learn it. But you've got to have a compelling reason why I even want to put this in my mind. 
Why I even want to go through the effort to put it in my mind and put it in my heart. You know, you're going to see today probably literally thousands of license plates on the back of cars. Well, you're not going to memorize them unless you're like really weird (laughs) or gifted or something. But you know what? But if you're somewhere and you see a car back into some little old lady's car and then speed off, guess what you're doing? You're getting that tag. Hotel Delta Bravo 176. Gotcha. Because you had a reason. Are you hearing me? You had a reason. And so I want to go back and I want to read you something by Chuck Swindoll. Have you heard of Chuck Swindoll? He's a pastor, author, radio speaker. I love him. I just love his voice. He said this. I know of no other single practice in the Christian life more rewarding, practically speaking, than memorizing Scripture. No other single exercise pays greater spiritual dividends. Your prayer life will be strengthened. Your witnessing will be sharper and much more effective. Your attitudes and outlook will begin to change. Your mind will become alert and observant. Your confidence and assurance will be enhanced. Your faith will be solidified. I tell you what, those are some pretty compelling reasons. I want to give you add on to this just a little bit too. Let me get fixed back up here just a moment. It gives you easy and instant recall. For you to have, you know, as you're reading, I told you last week, as you're reading, you're going to find verses that stick out to you, that mean a lot to you, that say something to you. Typically, those verses are either going to be promises or they're going to talk about the attributes of God or they're going to talk about the exploits of God. And you're going to see these things and they're going to stick out. You're not going to want to memorize and -and so-and-so begot so-and-so and so-and-so begot so-and-so. You know, that may amaze your friends at some kind of party or something. But, you know, throughout life, I need to know some real stuff. I need to know the promises. I need to know the incredible attributes of God. I need to know what all God has done. I need to know his resume, what he's done. And so this gives you easy and instant recall, especially in time of need and in time of trouble. Also, if you're going to counsel somebody, encourage somebody, comfort somebody, you have it right there. You know, say you're in the middle of Target or Walmart, somebody stops you and they're talking to you and they're telling about all you're going through and you're just going, huh, wow, it really stinks to be you. You probably should read the Bible. I'm sure the Bible has a lot of good things. God bless you. And then you walk off. Wouldn't it be better that you go, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you something that I learned from the Bible. And you tell them, you don't get preachy and you don't change your voice and get weird. The scriptures say. Everybody say gross. gross. Okay, just don't do that. Just be you, full of God, living a real life, okay? But you're going to be able to help other people. And then as you witness or share your faith with people, it's good that you would know things. You know, um, sometimes, usually Saturday mornings, there's couple little people that will wander through my neighborhood, your neighborhood, and come to tell you about some things and making sure you're included in the number and, and so forth. And uh, they come to the door and sometimes, and I don't take a lot of time with them, but one day I'm going to. But they come and they will, and I've done this a couple of times, they'll say, but did you know this? And I go, yes. And they say, but the scripture says this. I go, no, 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 that's not what it says. Exactly, it says this, and they'll, and they'll say it back to them, and they do this. 
And one day, I just want to invite them in and go, Alicia, they're coming. And have some tea and crumpets for them. And come on in. Tell me what you got. And to know scripture, to know it, to be able to share it with them. Also, you've got to know it. Here's a compelling, compelling reason. Because there are times you're going to need to overcome the devil and sin and temptation. And Jesus, although he was the word of God, he grew in wisdom and stature and in knowledge. So he learned scripture. He was in the synagogue. He studied. And when the devil tempted him, he goes, no, no, cut it out. It is written. Boom. And he gave it to him. He didn't go, you hold on, you dirty devil. I'm going over here and I'm going to look up some verses. And you're going to be sorry. No, he had him with him. Are you all with me? And then it transforms you from the inside out. It gives the Holy Spirit something to work with. Now, listen, I've got, I've got a hustle here. It's going to require a method. Memorization is going to require a method. And it's going to require consistency. Okay, everybody say method. You've got to have a method. And it requires consistency. You have the best method in the world. And I'm going to share with you one in just a moment. won't take long to do it. That works. Just absolutely works. And it's probably at the heart of just about any method that there is to memorize. But you've got to have a method and then you've got to be consistent about it. We've got the Olympics coming up. I remember my brother and I were little guys. We watched the Olympics. We watched some incredible runners and stuff. And we decided, we got four years. We're in the next Olympics. (laughs) Next day, we went out. We started training. Next day, it was a little too hot. And we thought, we still got four years. And if you read my story, you will not find in my story that I ever went to the Olympics, okay? The only problem was consistency, probably. No, no, but consistency. You've got to have a method, and you've got to be consistent. There are numerous apps. If you have a smartphone or computer or whatever, there are apps. You can go to the app store. There are things that are free. There are things that you can pay for. There are software available. There are memory systems available. There are songs that are out there. I know a lot of scripture just because of songs. This is the day, this is the day. I will enter his gates, therefore the redeemed of the Lord. I could go on and on and on. I know scripture just from songs. It might not be a bad idea that we find a cool way to put scripture to song again and bring that back so that we can, we can get those things. Now, I want to share with you a method. I don't know if it's mine. I've kind of tweaked it over the years, but this is going to, this is going to help you. First of all, Write it. Everybody say, write it. So you get an index card. How many of you remember what those are? Index cards. And you have to find a thing called a pencil or a pen. Okay? And you get those and you work those together and you write it down or a sticky note or you can put it in your, in your smartphone or whatever it be. But the first thing you've got to do is you've got to write it. Everybody say, write it. Next thing you do is you read it. Say, read it. You read it, and you read it out loud. Not loud, but just sotto voce, under your voice, in a, in a personal manner. You read it, and listen, you read it slow, you read it deliberate, and you're very careful to articulate as you read it. Don't mumble through it, because then this is how you're going to learn it. Okay? And so you want to read it, add your voice to it. We've talked about that. 
Read it slow, read it deliberate, articulate. And then thirdly, recite it. Say recite it. Now look at me real quick. You find that verse, wow, that speaks to me. Oh, let me, you find it this way. Okay. You get that verse, you write it. And then you read it. You read what you wrote. And, and I could go into the reasons for why we write it and why we speak it and all that, but it just reinforces the way your brain works. So you write it, you read it, watch me, but when you recite it, you don't look at it. Okay? I'm throwing something away. But you write it, you read it, you recite it. Okay? And then... You repeat it. And by repeat it, I mean you repeat this process. So you may want to go back again and write it again, read it some more, recite it, and then repeat it. And you may not repeat one through three. Maybe now you're just repeating two and three. Where you're reading it, you're reciting it. You're reading it, and you're reciting it. Now listen, you can even memorize this. Go with me a couple times. Ready? Read it. Write it, read it, recite it, repeat it. Write it, read it, recite it, repeat it. One more time. Write it, read it. Uh. Yeah, yeah, all right. Then you've got to come back. You've got to come back sometime, and you've got to review it. You've got to see it again. I worked for a pastor one time who had he had memorized a lot of scripture, but he had not looked at it in 20 or 30 years. And he'd get up there and pound on the pulpit and misquote. And I thought, how do I tell him this? It didn't go well. <laughs> but you got to review it from time to time. You got to see it again. It reinforces. It ensures you that it hasn't morphed into something. It hasn't eroded into something. It hasn't uh, been altered in some way. So you're going around quoting, for God so loved the mountains of the Lord that whoever spares the rod shall inherit the lilies of the field. <laughs> Glory to God. That didn't mean nothing. And we've got to be careful that we're getting it right and keeping it right. Okay. So everybody again, write it, read it, recite it, repeat it, and then you got to come back now and then and review it. Amen? Are you with me? Can you do this? All right. Now, bear with me just for a moment here. We've got to memorize Scripture. But I want to remind you that the Pharisees also memorized Scripture. They loved the Scripture. They would memorize lengthy portions of Scripture. They were very careful and meticulous in about every jot and tittle about the Scripture. They wore what was called frontlets, and phylacteries. These are little small leather boxes that had these vellum strips with verses written out. They would wear as jewelry on their belt, on their wrist, on, the, on a headband, uh, banging around on their forehead. They had scripture so they could learn scripture and they knew scripture and they let you know that they knew scripture. And they loved the word, but they missed the point because now Jesus comes along and they argue with Jesus. They resist Jesus. They falsely accuse Jesus. Finally, they even murder and crucify the living word. They loved the word, but they missed the point. Jesus told them in John 5, 39, he said, you have your heads in your Bibles constantly, but you think uh, because you think you'll find eternal life there. 
But you miss the forest for the trees. The scriptures are all about me, Jesus says. And here I am standing right before you and you aren't willing to receive from me the life you say you want. They miss Jesus. They miss Jesus. Now listen to me. We love the Bible. Look at me. We love the Bible. But we don't worship the Bible. We worship the one who wrote the Bible. We worship the one the Bible's all about. We worship Jesus. And when you worship Jesus and come to know him, you're going to even understand his word even more because scripture says the veil is taken away. My grandma Gilligan, this is all about getting this into your heart. When uh, my son Joshua, Alicia was actually uh, pregnant with Joshua at this point. And my grandma Gilligan's sweetest godly little lady lived up in Ohio. To my knowledge, she's the only one that prayed for me first 12 years of my life. Nobody else in my family, I think, knew to pray or did pray. Grandma prayed. Grandma prayed. And she's got preachers all over her family now because she, she prayed. And we went up to visit her, and she's now in a nursing home, very advanced age. And she's in the nursing home, and get this, she didn't know us. She didn't know us. And we were about to leave, and my dad said this. He said, why don't you go in there and just read to her, read Scripture? I said, Dad, she doesn't even know us. Go read Scripture to her. Okay. Everybody else kind of left the room. I took her well-worn, beloved Bible. I would pay money and fight men to have that Bible. And I took it, and I just thought, when I started reading Psalm 91, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. And all of a sudden I could hear a little voice. And it was Grandma laying in bed. Didn't know us. But she knew every single word of that psalm. I went to Psalm 42 and 46 and and Psalm 121 and 133 and Psalm 23. And some some of these favorite psalms I skipped over to Romans chapter 3. And just every word, every word. She didn't know us, but she knew the living word of God. Because she'd worked it into her mind and God gave her understanding and he put it down into her heart. And I promise you, she died a happy lady. She died a happy lady. So we got to hide it. We got to treasure it. We got to put it into our hearts. We got to read. We've got to ponder. We've got to memorize. It's God's word. It's God speaking to us. And it's more than a book. And listen to me. I believe with all my heart that church days affect the rest of our days. But look at me. Bible moments affect the rest of your moments. And I want to encourage you, this is more than a book. Get it on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this this morning? Thank you, Lord. Real quick, real quick, and everybody just hold with me for a moment. About a month ago, I was in a service in Dallas with Pastor Robert Morris, great gateway church out there. And I've been reading some of his stuff and listening to him. And he finished the service this way. And I want us to do this this morning. It just impacted me. Everybody look at me. Listen to me for a moment. I want you to take your hands just right out in front of you. Just kind of lift them up just like this. 
And I want every one of us to just ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me today? What is it that you want to get out of the, me to get out of this message? What do you want me to take away today? Will you take a moment and just you ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you speak to me out of this message right now. Holy Spirit of God, you're the spirit of the author. And we ask you and we invite you this morning that out of this teaching, give us the takeaway for our life. Speak to our heart, make plain and clear. Give us resolve and strength and courage, clarity on your holy word that we might get it into our hearts. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, amen.